Welcome to Ellendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. And before we started recording, Mike, we, you know, we're kind of talking about these markets in, in these, it just feels like some odd movement in the market. So, you know, we talk about, uh, as I call it, humps in the in the market. So tell people what we're seeing and, and let's talk a little bit about this because some things don't make sense. Some things make a little bit of sense. Some things are just astronomically overdone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we're talking about with the humps, as you quote it, yeah. uh, is these markets, especially beans, seeing these rounded out topping moves, dropping down for a couple of days, making a V-shaped recovery, making another rounded top just below the previous one and continuing to stair-step down, getting that hump mentality taking place. And um, just seeing it slowly grind away, but going a little bit over every single time it comes up, like 10, 20, 30 cents over what expected, and then starting to get bullish once we're rounding out, and then it drops, and then just keep going that way. And then, I mean, we talk about the odd movement in the markets, and you saw positions that we've been seeing work and really what seems like held for a good amount of time, like the bean complex, meal, oil, uh, beans uh, spreading, and then also the wheat complex where you have Minneapolis, KC, wheat being spread up against Chicago. And just seems like you've been having people come in here and wind those spreads now. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're looking at the individual market and the movement is taking place, but it does seem like some larger managed money or position that was being held is now unwinding and with the lower volume is just kind of making the market act odd well and part of what's tough about it i mean you're talking about you know you look at the minneapolis wheat and it is a very thin market it's similar to like the oats and and the rice and and uh, canola and stuff they're very thin markets and you know not so thin that you can't get in or out of them but uh, it is thin enough to the point where you know you you see this market movement and it's it's growing or falling by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And it's just odd. And, you, you know, you would think that if if the dollar is behind a wheat move, um, that all three legs of that uh, of that wheat market would move in similar fashion. But, you know, as you said, you we're unwinding uh, the spreads uh, a little bit. Like yesterday you saw um, Chicago lead the way higher, even though uh, Minneapolis was down double digits. And it was, I think, uh, uh, KC was up, I don't know, maybe three or four cents. So it, it kind of unwound a little bit of that spread as well. But, you know, and then today everything gets hammered. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we can we keep talking about inflation. And yet the dollar continues to make new highs for the last year and a half. It does. There's so many things that, like, are contrary to what you would expect. Like, we should be making all of these soybean sales Right now, this is our prime time through, you know, maybe December or early January. But the sales that we're seeing are not anything all that all that extravagant. They're 170, 250. They're not, we haven't seen anything, I don't think, over 350 mm-hmm. in a long time. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like there's there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of, I don't even know if I can say it's bullishness because we're still holding downtrends. Yeah, and it it goes back to what we've said in a previous, couple of previous podcasts, actually, is 
it it just seems like until we get margins to an acceptable level for the general public, we're, we're not we're just not seeing the market being used for what it's supposed to be used for, which is price discovery. It's being used for I have a position, and I want to buy or I want to get out of it. And it go it really goes to show. I mean, you see with the Minneapolis wheat, like you're talking about one of the thinner markets. I don't want to pay a margin requirement that I would for outright wheat, so I'm going to spread it against a different one. And then I unwind a position, which I may have, what, 40 contracts of Minneapolis wheat being spread against Chicago wheat, mm-hmm. which you go into Chicago wheat, you throw 40 contracts to the market, and it's not going to move yeah, as much. it doesn't move nearly as much. But you do that with Minneapolis wheat, and you can get the market moving pretty well. So you do that. You have people with stops in the market. Those get triggered because my small batch in Chicago is a large batch in Minneapolis, and then you have a larger batch in Minneapolis on stops, and that gets hit, and then it just snowballs. And you mm-hmm. see 30 cents lower, back to 15 cents lower, back to 25, and you see these big movements in very short time frames. It really just goes to show how much spreading is taking place to reduce margin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I oh, I've seen it in in other markets too. Whether it's you know the metals and and spreading, you know, one copper contract against another, uh, trying to play that that role and and all that stuff. It it's it's interesting because some of those some of those margin uh, positions for just a single futures contract, you know, they're three to six six thousand dollars, and it's ridiculous. But if you do a spread. What, like four hundred to a thousand dollars, and it still gives you a, a similar way to approach the overall uh, the overall market uh, the way that you wanted to in the first place. It just costs you, you know, pennies to the dollar. Mm-hmm. It's it's very it it makes the it makes it hard to to hold positions like what we've seen going into the last two USDA reports. We're selling into the last two USDA reports, mm-hmm. whether it's the week or two weeks prior, we start selling and it's, it's substantial. I mean, we broke, uh, we broke $12 uh, in soybeans the last two times uh, substantially and actually made new lows on the last one. And then we get a report that is maybe has a tinge of bullishness to it. Yeah, tinge of bullishness, if not less bearish. Yeah, less bearish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like to use the, the term less bearish or or anything like that. But it's also you know you have a neutral report for for corn and and wheat, and yet here we go again. We mm-hmm. right back up. We start a brand new short term uptrend that gets us right back up to that uh, to that overall longer term downtrend. It's like okay, all right, are we done again? And then we get what we've seen the last two days, yeah. you know, just, just wild, wild movement. Um, you know, the funds, funds go in and, and pick up 25, 30,000 contracts of beans over the course of two weeks and then drop 30,000 last week. <laughs> 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 they don't even know. These are the guys that have all the money and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's amazing. And then you have them as long as they are right now for the, well, as long as we expect them at this point, given the next commitment is just take it through the end of Tuesday. Yeah. But as long as they are at this point, and really from here, where can you justify taking this? Or is it just that 
you want to have the idea out there that you're going to continue to buy into a more interest so that way you have someone to sell to. Well, who else who else is going to buy wheat at 840 or 850 in Chicago and KC and 1080 in Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you that most producers they're looking to possibly sell it, but they're scared to sell it right now because it is, you know, still eight months away from being uh, seven to eight months away from being harvested. And it's like, well, if the market's going to keep going up, maybe I can sell it higher or maybe I just don't need to worry about it. But it's also like, who else is going to come in and buy this thing? It's got to be one or two customers, you know, fund managers that are, well, we're going to keep building up that wheat position because maybe it'll be a drought. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was talking to one of my clients actually today out in Tennessee and he was, talking about how typically they do double crop, but this year it just about everywhere you can see that second crop is now it's going to wheat and just the amount that is being planted there. And uh, you have to assume with, I mean, you're looking at what, eight, eight, ten 10 wheat for uh, the new crop. And how do you, how do you not plant it? Yeah. It's profitable. Yeah. It's very profitable. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll get no, no snow cover for your winter wheat and and you'll next thing you know you you come out of uh, dormancy in you know in march or april and it's and it's dry as a bone out there and now you've got nothing to to show for it and well at least we had eight dollar wheat yeah (laughs) so yeah i don't know these these markets are are odd right now and then you get you know last night was the big biden g summit i guess or you know zoom call or whatever it was um and we don't get anything out of it like, it's so surprising that there was trade talks and nothing came out of yeah it. <laughs> i mean I, well i wasn't looking for them to you know give us give us a, a deal a signed deal but it was like I, it just seemed like a lot of posturing oh you better and there was a lot of finger wagging oh you better take care of this or you better be nice to us and we don't get anything out of it. There's no, there's no resolution to it. There's no, well, you know, we're making steps to in the right direction. All it was was just posturing and and I don't know if it was stroking the egos or what. But oh, completely. I mean, you you have quotes coming out of it saying stuff along the lines. I mean, just very brief quotes, but things along the lines of. We're looking to do this peacefully with Taiwan, where if you guys don't go along with what we want, we're going to end up using military might. Hold on. Didn't you just start off that sentence with peacefully? (laughs) Yeah. What is happening? And, you know, as much as as much as all of the Trump era tariffs have been panned as just disruptive to trade, which they were. Don't get me wrong. They were used for a reason. But, yeah, we're just going to keep those on. We're we're not going to use those up. No, there's no reason to. If they're so bad, why are we staying with them? Yeah. I I mean, we already know China has not lived up to the phase one deal. Now, whether you want to talk specifically to agriculture, yeah, it was good for agriculture. It didn't hit the goals, I don't believe, that they thought it was going to. But then manufacturing and energies were nowhere near what they should have been. So it was a, was a, a colossal failure in that aspect. But yet, we're not going to renegotiate for a phase two. We're going to try and extend phase one, which they didn't do in the first place. 
So here we are back to talking about China, and we haven't solved anything in the last three and a half, four years. What was it, 2018 when we started tariffs? Mm -hmm. So here we are three and a half years later, and (laughs) we had a good year. Don't get me wrong. I mean, prices last year, right around this time, you know, obviously a little bit earlier, August, September, whatever, that's when beans started to, to rally up and look good. Corn really found its legs uh, underneath it uh, maybe December, January. And, and you know, and like you mentioned, that's when the margins went through the roof. You know, we were, I think, eight or $900 per futures contract on corn mm-hmm. last year at the beginning of January. At its peak back in, what, June, it was like... I think it was like three. It was like four thousand, thirty five hundred or something like that. Thirty six hundred, and beans were well over five thousand, six thousand maybe. What? It's just like you want to you want to look at uh, at you know whether it's the CME group or or whoever, and say, well, why why are we not seeing the market participation? Well, that's why. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a good year and. There's still a lot of farmers out there, a lot of producers out there that are saying, well, I don't have any more money than I had last year at this time. You know, so what, what, yeah. how do you sell, you know, and I'm, this is not a knock on producers, but how do you sell $5 corn or $13 beans and still not have any more money than the, you did the year before? Well, inputs are through the roof. They have been for months. It's and it looks like it's going to continue to go that way. Mm-hmm. You know, now that we're we're buttoning up the end of the marketing year or the end of the the crop year, cash rents are going to go up. I mean, there's there's land in Iowa going for like what twenty to twenty four thousand dollars an acre. Mm-hmm. How can you make any profit on on that? Is that three hundred and fifty to four hundred bushels an acre in corn? It's it's a fun one. It, over five years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, it's. I mean, prices across the roof, like you said, going through. No matter which way you're looking at it, prices are going up, and yeah. then you have storing, and you don't actually take the cash in until you've delivered the crop, and then you have a broker call you and you say, "Hey, let's let's buy or sell corn and bean futures," and I've got hundred thousand bushels. And I don't have the margin to put that up, so let's try one and still put up $8,000 in order to hold those yeah, futures. I need <laughs> – we did a 10-lot. Oh, okay, so how much do I owe you, like uh, five grand? No, 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 uh, I'm going to need uh, 50 grand for that. Holy cow. All right. Go mortgage your house. Get it's, me, a, <laughs> get it's me your first wild. child. I mean, there, there are industry leaders, you know – in the CME group that are questioning why they why they are not seeing market participation, but we had the most amount of of options trade at this time of the year that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and look at how many of those were at the money versus way out of the money. Yeah, because if it costs you eighty cents to do an at the money put or call in soybeans. What what are you gaining out of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to you have to be spot on to make anything out of that that position, and it's the same way with corn. I mean, I I know in the past, you know, we've we've tried to we've always tried to you know try and get a hedge done for 
you know, 10 to 15 cents in corn or Mm -hmm. 15 to 20 cents in beans. And this year was like, it's got to be 25 to 30 cents minimum minimum for corn. And you're still going to be 40 cents out of the money. Yeah. It's, it, it is just, it is wild. And yeah, we're, it sounds like we're complaining. We are, but it's also, <laughs> this is, you know, as we talk to, to producers and we talk to our customers, that's why it's so hard for them to participate because it's like everything I made this year, I've had to give up in premium just to be able to, to hold a hedge. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't, I can't make any money doing that either. You know, that's that's where the price discovery or or price protection comes into these into the play. And it's like. We're screwed either way you look at it, if I don't do something, the market falls off, I just lost money in the cash side of things. If I did something and the market stays here or goes up, I I just gave up that much money in the in the hedge. And it was a lot more than I'm normally able to do, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just it's a wild, wild time in the markets as we. As we move into the end of the year here, we start looking at option expiration next Friday for uh, December uh, corn and wheat. Um, you know, it really begs the question of of if South America has a massive crop, which it looks like they're going to, what do, what do we do next year? Where do we go? Are we, are we talking about potentially – putting a three in front of uh, of corn and maybe putting a nine in front of uh, or an eight in front of uh, beans again? Are you saying $80 beans? No, no. <laughs> oh, not that kind of Take the, Move your decimal point. <laughs> but that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, outside of having a, a drought. Yeah. I mean, just look at 2008, how quickly we raised prices and how quickly we dropped them back. Now, do we do to that extreme? Do we go all the way down sub $3? I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so at this point. Maybe it, sub four. It, yeah, it, it very well could happen. Yeah, it. We've seen over exaggerated up movements. We've definitely seen over exaggerated down movements. So there's nothing to say that we can't. Will we? I don't know. I think the inputs are going to be able to play into the story as we go along. Whether or not it's from the acreage side, which I'm not entirely on board with, but maybe it is just from a reduced inputs and any kind of say dryness potential mm-hmm. gets people really worried and then we over exaggerate it or whatever it may be but it's the year we overproduce this, rye this there is, you go that's the, you know maybe everybody becomes a milo producer yeah 100 <laughs> percent. the amount of chickpeas that are being planted are ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be a lot to unfold and unwind over the next really probably couple of years and staying in front of the information and staying in contact is going to be key because the pace of these markets every single year seems to get that much quicker mm-hmm. and the need to stay in contact yeah. is that much more important. Yeah, it seems like once you feel like you've got it figured out one year, they change the game the next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to walk in, we're going to do this. Well, shoot, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just stay in contact. Stay in contact with bankers, brokers, seed reps, input Insurance, reps. Insurance, yeah. All of them. And if you guys have any questions, please give us a call, 800-262-7538. But for this week for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great week there.